This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. How's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hi, my name is Questlove. <laughs> I love that your name still cracks you up after all these years. <laughs> okay. Um, being, as, being as though this podcast saved my life during the pandemic. Uh, oh. Um, hmm. I've heard every adjective used to describe how does one want to be friends with Conan, however, before I give the adjective, yes, I'm already going to break Jeff Goldblum's record. Yeah! <laughs> yes! But, Go for it! But as a creator and a creator that relies on an editor, I want to know who's the person that has to extend Jack White's padding yes. foot. Yeah. Yep. So right That's now- That's an added kick drum. <laughs> so, no, no. You're going to do the extended 12 I'm just going to loop it. <laughs> Wait. You're going to hear Jack's foot get tired yeah. and slow down and lose the beat. Keep going, Jack. Oh, we got to get Questlove to the finish line. Wait. By the time by the time I got to the Goldblum episode, I was like, wait a minute. Did he call up Jack to, to, to custom make extra feet? And then I realized... It's it's only when I became a nightmare to my own editor uh -huh. that I realized that you're going to have to figure out how many measures of four are you going to end. Yep. I'm just going to put a kick drum mallet on a metronome <laughs> next to a kick drum and then go take a nap. I love how we're talking how long it's going. As it's going. As it's going. Yes. As it's going. Yes. That's right. Can we just do the entire podcast? This is going to oh be. Oh, my God. Go for it. That's a first. I had so many adjectives to use. I'm just going to go simple, which, of course, none of this is simple. <laughs> I'm fine with it. However, 
no. fucking fine with it? <laughs> no, but this is the thing. <laughs> That's I, how I feel about a colonoscopy. Like, I'm fine with it. It gets the job done. I no, don't want it. But here's the thing. I, I was initially chagrined and angered that you guys dared pitch me to do this podcast without Matt or sound like literally oh. you're kind of like Charlie Brown like not saying like you're not the star of your own Halloween special got it you know you it, want the full experience yes and you yes. want to make sure that um <sighs> yes pig pen okay and uh the girl with red hair are there uh, I'm sorry Frida I, no, I think what he's <laughs> saying is wait you're Frida how did you get Frida? Frida? wait 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 time out wait, wait. I wanted to minimize them as much Why as I could the red hair which one is she? Because no one knows her name. I want which one's the one that always pushes? Is that Lucy? Lucy. That Lucy. always Lucy takes Van Pelt. Lucy. Yeah, you're very much Lucy to his charge. Yeah, she has a last yeah. name, I, Lucy Van Pelt. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. how do you know? That? Well, because she is the brother of Linus Van Pelt. That's right. Oh. Yeah, it, Lucy Van Pelt. I I have a knack for attracting a lot of Lucy Van Pelts in my life. Oh. Like proverbial uh, football. Uh, tugging, bruiser. Just yeah. real quick, are we still in the intro? Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm fine with it. And cue music. Yeah, cue music. <laughs> Fall is here. Hear the yell. Back to school. Ring the bell. Brand new shoes. Walking blues. Climb the fence. Books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I'm feeling good. I Must feel. be nice. It is nice. <laughs> it's nice to feel good. Why, you're not feeling good, man? No, I am. I am feeling good. Really? Yeah. No, I feel, but I still feel better than you. I know I do. How do you know? You can't quantify that. You can't I see in my brain. Just, I can. I just feel like. Fight, uh, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> you want us to fight? No, we're not going to fight about uh. this. I just feel uh, very good. I feel like I'm reaching some kind of peak in my life. I think you are feeling better than me because you've got your collar open more than I have, and that's oh, the I've, sign of a happy person. I'm going to even go down a button. Oh, no. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that right Look, there. We've got about the same amount of chest hair. I was going to yeah. say, do you guys have chest hair? Well, I actually, I took care of my chest hair for a reason. What? What? Yeah. Just the other day. Oh. You mean yeah. took care of it? it did, you like assassinated it? I shaved it? my chest hair. Why? Because I'm going to start doing porno. Oh, right. Because I found out that, you know, there's a strike going on right now and you're not supposed to be doing any writing. And it's, some of that porno is not guild covered. That's the only thing you did to prepare for the porn you're about to shoot? Yeah. And then it turns out you need to, like, be able to function and stuff. <laughs> Which I didn't know. Oh, so I shaved my chest and I walked in there and I went, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and they said, well, can you, can you kind of work yourself up into a state of excitement? I went, I well, I could if it was 1988. You did shave your chest. Yeah, I did. Why? I'm going to tell you why. I shaved my chest for biking. That's right, biking. What? Yeah, did biking. You, did you shave any your legs too? I shaved my entire body. But you have arm hair. Yeah, I didn't touch that part. <laughs> but you just said you shaved your entire body. So you entire body Popeye? means to me, entire body means chest and then uh, the whole no, stomach area. Okay, and what's then below that? What do you mean? I go, call go, it go. my uh -huh. nether regions. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> the icy delta. Yeah. <laughs> I did. The full thatched roof. Yeah. Look, we got to talk about some business here. 
This is the episode where we have Questlove on. Yes, we do and have to talk about this. Questlove is a, is it fair to say a devotee of this podcast? I didn't know that, and that's that's quite humbling. I think he's a he's one of those connoisseurs of well, obviously uh, seems like one of a, a hyper cool person. Absolutely, and uh, he's always curating music playlists for people and telling people what to listen to. And then it turns out he's uh, I'll use the word geeky fan for our Wonderful. podcast which uh, was nice to hear, uh, really nice to hear. And he's a great guy. Love talking to him. He geeks out so much so that he was aware of how long Jeff Goldblum's second appearance on this show, his Hi, My Name Is friend intro was. Because most people say, Hi, my name is, you know, blank. And uh, I'll just throw in, Hi, my name is Tommy Tuberville. He was a great interview. Um, And uh, I feel- Is that a person? Yes, he's, he's, the, sen- right? he's the senator who's uh, holding up the entire military appointments of our government just so that uh, he can make some point about oh. social justice. Okay. Something. Um, I didn't I explain news. that well. Yeah. You, you thought Tommy Tuberville was a children's cartoon character. <laughs> literally a, well, literally he does is. sound like yeah, it. Yeah, literally a tuba. <laughs> Here comes Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's trying to make sure that no one can. Oh. I mean, you would care about this. Time well women spent. in the military. Uh, Time well spent. That's good. This, this is, That's good. This is, well, I'm sorry. I have to explain things to Sona. Uh, I, yeah, he doesn't I need want any explained. social issues. I'm not like, getting at you. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're mad at me. You I'm brought mad. him yeah, up. I'm, I'm you brought him up talking about <laughs> Questlove. Do you want me to back up and not talk about Tommy no, Tuberville? It's too late no, now. we have to. Isn't well, it also Tuberville? Well, I thought it was too, and then I listened to a podcast, and they called him Tuberville. What podcast did you listen to? It's called Mispronunciation. Oh, I thought it might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently, I was convinced it was Tuberville, and then I've heard several things where they call him Tuberville. Now I'm part of this problem. Yeah, exactly. So you guys, you're really helping, by the way. Uh, anyway, very controversial uh, senator at the moment, uh, and irritating a lot of people. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is most people have a quick intro. Hi, my name is Harrison Ford, and I feel shitty about being Conan O'Brien's friend. And then we move on. Uh, Questlove came on and was aware that the record is held by Jeff Goldblum's second Jeff, appearance. Jeff Goldblum's second appearance, where Jeff went on and on and on. Oh, and it was it was that for a long time. And then Questlove came in on a mission to defeat Jeff Goldblum's record. And the question is, did he? No. Whoa! Oh, what? I, wow. I, he I went feel, on forever. I agree. But I have it on good authority from our, our man in the engineering section, Eduardo, that he did not beat him. But that's reason to have Questlove back. Yes. And uh, so that he can shot. beat it. Well, because Goldblum got to, in fairness, Goldblum got to try one out. And then he came in and he mastered the whole thing. Yeah, but I'm still shocked because, as you know, Questlove really stretched it out. Yeah. To the point that I left. Yeah. And I did some welding. <laughs> on a 1966 Volkswagen Beetle. You also recorded another podcast episode with a totally different guest. Yeah, and I made a margarita pizza from scratch. Wow. And built the oven <laughs> that I cooked it in. And then came back in and Questlove was still going. I got a great idea. What? Two podiums, two people, uh. two intros. Yes. Same time. Gold yes. Bloom, Questlove. Yes, and third one, Tuberville. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And it's just all him explaining how his name's pronounced yeah. and why he thinks women shouldn't be allowed to, to leave 
get military leave uh, to take care of their female health issues. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, sorry, Tuberville. But no, I don't be- apologize to him. He can say, suck it. Exactly. Suck what? Well, guess he what? He can you know, suck my dick. You're, oh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. We were just oh. gone for three weeks and you have a cock? <laughs> The things wow. and that and that comes up now. It just grew. I don't know how, but it just well, grew. Well, please tell me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say da, like da, his, da. his shaved little baby arm. <laughs> oh, nice. Please don't let's not that let's not get that rumor out there. Good Full lord, we all articulating fingers. No one has big dick energy like Conan O'Brien. You shave to get be more aerodynamic on a bike. Uh, I'm making this all up. Oh, but, okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it's that. And uh, yeah, I wanted to be able to ride without a shirt and without pants oh. and have no aerodynamic drag. <laughs> okay, that sounds dangerous. Wait, wait, so you have no pants on, so you, you meaning your little guy's flapping in the breeze. Well, first of all, not a little guy. Uh-huh. Quite average to, average <laughs> to, to B+. Plus. I get a solid B plus, A minus. But isn't that going to cause some drag? Uh, I get a lot of compliments uh, in the past from my girlfriends with glaucoma. Anyway... <laughs> No, I I cut a hole in the seat, so it slides in there, yeah. And then sometimes when I'm stopped at a light, I just sort of wiggle it around a little bit, and it feels fantastic. What if you get aroused on the way something? That's the whole point. You do a wheelie? Yeah. Let's start the episode. I forgot my kickstand. No problem. Hi, it's- Oh, my God. My name's Dick Joke Johnson. That's the kind of stuff you can expect from the witty and urbane Conan (laughs) O'Brien. Um, let's get into this and let's hear, you got to check this out because I, I do love this gentleman and you also have to hear his intro. They uh, already have. Oh, right. I forgot how the podcast no, You yeah. never knew how the podcast worked. <laughs> I'll I listen know. to it one day. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the host. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Anyway, I do love this guy. My guest today is a Grammy award-winning musician, record producer and co-founder and drummer of the hip hop group The Roots. Doesn't he also have an Oscar? Yeah, I, I think, think he, he does. does. Who's doing the research around here? Let's mention his Grammy, but not his Oscar. God, I'm glad I'm on the ball. I'm very excited he's here today. Questlove, welcome. I go to New York occasionally, and when I'm in New York, we get whoever's available in New York. We've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Mm -hmm. You were available, and then... Uh, and this was pitched through someone else. And then I hear, no, he really wants to do it with the whole gang. Oh, and I thought, wonderful. A, mistake. No. What? But nope. B, fine. I'm fine with that. I'm I glad you're here. I think what he's here. saying is your excuse today, Conan. And yeah. We'll, we'll handle <laughs> We'll take it from here. All yeah. right. I'll pipe down. No, man. It's 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 important. You know? Oh. Yeah. You're fine with being here. With I, me. I have so many questions for them. Okay. And, you know, but. <laughs> this is nice. Well, yeah, I like this. Listen, <laughs> this is, your, when you're on this podcast, it's your podcast. So feel free to ask them anything you want. But sure. are we really going to be friends? Yeah. Okay. Because the do you one. Want, do you want that? I honestly want it. Yes. Okay. I'm in. If, okay. So the transition week of you doing the last of late night. Yep. Taking over the Tonight Show. Yeah, before uh, we came in, we as in uh, the Fallon people yep. came to do it. You were like walking in the hallway and whatever. And instantly, you know, you know, like when people feel like they know someone, mm-hmm. sort of like a poster on the wall or whatever, yep. like yep. you don't know them, but they feel like they know you. And instantly I was like, oh, man, phew, me, me and Conan are going to get along famously. This is going to be awesome. And then 
I turned a corner. Even though I've been on your show maybe three to four times. You've been on three times with The Roots. Yeah. And, but I don't know why I never took into account that you're a giant. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe because maybe I'm sitting behind a drum set. Yep. And I didn't take into account how tall you were. And plus, you know, I'm on, that's when being on television was like really like a big deal. So I wasn't in my right mind. Now it's just like, okay, I'll show up. But I saw you walking down the hallway and instantly I just started to shrink like, oh no, he's, he's too tall to be. He's too tall to be my friend. (laughs) You know what's so funny that you say that is, well, you've been with me, Sona. It's the only thing people talk about when I walk around. Yeah. I do see, I get that all the time. And people act like I've lied to them. So when I go through like security checkpoints, people people are like, hey man, fuck you. I didn't know you were this tall. It's like, I didn't, (laughs) what did I do? Well, because you have approachable energy. I'll say that you and leader who should not be named 45 are probably the two of the most Wow. I'm glad you got that. Where's this going? (laughs) You two have a a commonality. Oh, no. And it's not hair. It's not hair. It's it's your... It's a little bit hair. Both of you are tall. Like, even he... I didn't know that he was tall. How tall is he? Yeah, he's a big guy. He's like 6'4". Is he really? No, 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 no. Dude, his son, old, old boy, is like 6'8 already. He's like, yeah, what, 12 he's, years he's old? Barron's huge. No, 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 oh, yeah. but no, Trump is not 6'4", but the thing is, what's that? 6'3". Yeah, and there's a big difference between 6'3 oh, and 6'4". 6'3 with love. It's an incalculable difference. When my afro's out, <laughs> when my afro's out, people think I'm like 6'3", 6'4". I'm like 6'2", right. maybe 6'1". So wait a, a minute. You say, I'm just keeping track here. You're fine. Quote, yeah. fine with being my friend. <laughs> and you liken me to Donald Trump in my approachability. And Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown. You know what it is? Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wrap this up very soon. Right. Trust me, the show's going to be... I told you guys. <laughs> I'm warning you guys <laughs> what uh-huh. you're in for. No, I'm, I'm pretty much going to be uh, either the Trix Rabbit or uh, the Cuckoo. What's the Cocoa Cuckoo, Pebbles? Uh, Cuckoo Sunny? for Cocoa Puffs. Sunny, that's a, he has a name? Sunny wow, has... Van Pelt and Sunny. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 how is his name Sunny? I don't think I the don't Cuckoo know. for Cocoa Puffs, was he, he had I'm a name? Cuckoo Sunny, Because I know, because yes. I take my sugar cereals Sunny, very Sunny, yes. Sunny the Cuckoo that's Bird. That's insane that Sunny, you know that. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm not proud. It's the same thing. It just lives there like Van Pelt. I was just thinking the same thing when Van you said Pelt, Lucy. Van Pelt, I respect. Yeah. Uh, but oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. But you shouldn't know the name. <laughs> Do you know no, Captain Crunch's little sidekicks? Sure. Smedley. Oh. The Soggies. Oh, the Soggies. Well, I know Smedley's yeah. the elephant. Um, oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, Smedley was for Peanut Butter Crunch, wasn't he? Maybe. And then Jim Backus did Captain's Voice, right? Okay. Jim, wait. Okay. Am I ruining this show by rabbit holing you guys? No, 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 no. And this is a good... And by the way, we're going to play this for a neurologist later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going to come back... We're going to come back with your diagnosis and then we're going to get you on the right medicine. Well, my my whole point, my whole point was, my whole point was that uh, each, each serial commercial starts the same. Like those guys try to be cool, calm and collective about it. And then (laughs) midway in the plot, then they lose their excitement and suddenly you realize you have a crazy person on your hand. Yes. So that's exactly, which is why I ask you, are, are are these guys into microdosing at all or edibles? And yeah, my answer was no. 
Right. What? Your answer for yourself? No, my answer was, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. You're you're not into I'm it. I'm square that way. Yes. I burned myself out in my 30s. We talked about this yeah. on the way in today. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. next. All right. Appearance number four. I like the way that I'm already manifesting my I want to be the Sandra Bernhardt to your letterman. So <laughs> trust me. Wait. And also, am I alienating your demographic? Who cares? With no. all these oh. old ass references. No, no. no. Hey, let me quickly ask you, what is your go to kid cereal? Peanut butter, Captain Crunch all day. It is fucking fantastic, that stuff. It is amazing. Do you know about the history of cereal? Do you know why cereal was invented? Was this the (laughs) Kellogg Don't Masturbate stuff? Yes. Yes. I'm a little bit familiar with this story, but since you began, go ahead. Oh, that's all I basically know. Well, he was a seven-day, Kellogg's was a seven-day Adventist um, guy. Uh, He had a wife, and I guess even they slept in separate sleeping quarters. They adopted their children. Separate vaginas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god am i going to get canceled after this appearance no um you're being canceled during the appearance <laughs> so what happens is i i guess he feels as though uh the whatever is used to make beef uh mm-hmm. the whatever drugs are injected mm-hmm. in the cow or the pig whatever um that it's making america um, closer to that of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. And so he figures that a vegetarian diet will cause us to stop procreating and, and fucking. Yep. And so he invents a tasty counterpart <laughs> yes. to, to stop us from masturbating, which yes. is ke- cornflakes. That's yeah. Well, the original slogan for cornflakes was now with 30% less fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual... <laughs> and it was <sighs> but it's true can I, I, can I work here yeah. yes you can work Please. here wait <laughs> take my job Higgins listen Only Steve 30%. Higgins uh-huh. neither Steve Higgins nor Lauren Michaels believes me when I tell them that I want to intern at SNL the only other person that I know that interned at SNL as a figure mm-hmm. do, you, do you know that Paul Thomas Anderson yeah what like what, like eight weeks or nine weeks or whatever? I believe this is how him and Maya met. But I've after heard that Bookie he hung Nights, out there. I didn't know. I heard it, they hung out there a lot. I don't know that he interned. He did. Well, and my he, guess is they didn't really make him do anything that a real intern would have to do. Well, I mean, he didn't do much. So he's, he's caught somewhere between intern. I don't think he was getting lunch. But, right, right. you know, he asked someone that knew someone's like that. The guy that did Bookie Nights and wants to work here. And it's like, yeah, he does. And so he worked there for like half a year. And so... I, me, myself, like, I love working at 30 Rock. Yep. Well, one, I love working there, and I love my job, but I just love watching the machinery, how things work. Well, this is what I want to ask you, because I swear to God, my band was one of the main reasons I wanted to go to work every day. I think that all those years, and I'm not kidding, I kind of just wanted to be in the band. They had the better job. Do you sense that at all, ever, like... Absolutely, because, okay, I don't, I think any other musician would see it as, like, whatever, like, you guys reached a pinnacle or a mountaintop, like, you made it to, you know, Mm -hmm. America's living room or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll say that at best, we, as a unit, as a band, are our best when we're working out in the gym. Mm -hmm. Now, before The Tonight Show, I mean, the basic story of The Roots is, is that, you know, right out of high school, we started busking on street corners, like around 91, 92. Are you, you're playing like buckets, right? 
literally okay so literally the 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 fastest version of this like nine hour story is you know my parents my dad wanted me to go to either curtis institute if you've seen um she just got nominated for uh Best actress, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett, and in Tar, yeah. So the the institute that sh- oh. that built that woman, that's what my dad wanted for me. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, yeah. Uh, Curtis Institute is one like the 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 most hardest, difficult uh, musical. Can I, can I jump in one second and just yeah. say this is interesting to me because your dad famously is part of this doo wop. Band. Yeah, my dad was like a Philadelphia doo-wop legend yeah, back in Leanders the 50s. Yeah, in the Hearts right. and um, killer doo-wop band. And it's interesting to me that your dad is pushing you towards this classical thing when he's from doo-wop. So, okay, here's, here's the thing about black people, especially with traumatized black people. We will always, like, because we're in a constant fight-or-flight situation, we're always going to choose safety first. Right. So in his mind, it was like, if you join uh, sort of like an institution that's like classical music, uh, and we're also big on like respectable politics, mm-hmm. like, you know, wear a suit and tie, that sort of thing. Then you'll get a good job. So in his mind, like, hey, you, you, one day you too can make maybe a quarter of a million dollars and, you know, that sort of thing. And in my mind, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I, I want to be the guy that owns the stadium that acts playing. Like, why are you dreaming so small for me and not yeah. for myself? So, that's a whole nother story. I get that though. They worry about us. They do. Yeah. And dude, I grew up in the crack 80s where literally, Every three seconds, someone's dying. So mm-hmm. it's also a, a Russian roulette game that I, you know, my future was written. So that said, he wanted me to go to um, either Juilliard or Curtis. And so I trained as such, you know, for the first six years of my life, I went to one performing arts school and then they took me out during like middle school to early high school to go to this like uh, this college prep thing that would have instantly made me like Harvard material. Mm-hmm. See, we could have been friends there or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't have friends there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. We're all laughing. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. We're all laughing at you. Look, wherever, 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 wherever Charlie Brown goes, he's still fucking Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it it down I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. 
Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. (laughs) That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Okay, so there was a there was a famous local dance show in Philadelphia called Dancing on Air. Uh, Kelly Ripper used to dance on the show, so this was sort of like our local Soul Train. 
so my best friend in the high school and I really like, damn, I feel stupid saying fancied these two girls as if you fancied them. <laughs> you know why as you fancied them? Because it, yeah, it was 1882, <laughs> and you had your you put on your you put on your best celluloid collar, and you bought her some posies, and you fancied her. Did you have that bicycle with the giant front wheel? And then I knew her on prom night. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. No, you ate your cereal. Yeah. To, to keep yourself innocent. Yeah, the, the early seeds of being a sociopath. Um, I we wrote these girls. You know, they you know they would read like fan letters on the air and whatnot. And um, so we wrote our respective targets, and my target got back to me. Uh oh. Right. His tar my best friend's target did not get back to him. And I see I saw a moment where I could use this opportunity to my advantage. His target went to the high school of creative and performing arts, which was basically the public version of the fame score. Yep. Yep. LaGuardia school. If, if you have younger listeners, high school musical. And so <laughs> dude, does he have younger listeners? Anyway. <laughs> Do I have younger listeners? No. Yes. No. We finally met a 48-year-old <laughs> who loves Wait a the minute. show. Can I just ask one thing about Sana? Her laughter, my, I think the thing that attracts me to, that makes her the star of the show. Yes. Oh. She has a Nelson-like yes. laughter. Yep. Like, she's laughing with us, but she's also kind of laughing at us. Yeah. yeah. I'm laughing with you. I'm laughing at him. Yes. She laughs at me, <laughs> but she laughs with the people who are on the show. Um, I saw this as an opportunity because I didn't want to go to the, the college prep school. Right. Even though I've been playing uh, professionally with my father since I was a kid. My first gig was at Radio City Music Hall, like, at the age of 12. Oh and I, I know this story because he... His drummer like hurt his arm. Motorcycle accident. Yeah, yeah. And, and and your dad said, Hey, uh, kid, uh, get up there. You know and, the show, right? Yeah. And and um and you were like, All right. And it's Radio City Music Hall. Right. I wasn't nervous at all, but the sort of antidote to that is that the second I got off stage, I wasn't and I'm band leading like adults, and I'm twelve years old. Right. And I'm band leading. But you know, I could play like adult since I was five. I get off stage and uh I walk backstage and this black woman says, oh, my God, young man, that was awesome. That was great. And I was like, I said, you're Susan from Sesame Street. Oh. She's like, indeed, I am. My husband was playing keyboards. And I was like, uh, yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I threw her backstage. <laughs> you know, those Sesame Street people got that a lot. <laughs> I would do that now if I saw someone from Sesame Street. Yeah. I'd throw up. Freak you know, out. Yeah. I've 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 heard you don't correct me if I'm wrong that you were your parents you were allowed to watch two shows, Sesame Street and Soul Train. Yeah. And I can only watch PBS and Soul Train. Um Which is were, a pretty cool combination. Well, they were really strict on anti television. I made I made the the hard mistake once. It was it was to the point, you know, like it was postmodern times and they were pretty much like he might be impressionable. And this was the era of like, you know, Elmer Fudd just taking a gun and blowing your face off and then you put a new face on and that right, sort of thing. Right. And they didn't want me to be impressionable. And um, there is uh, another product placement. Here you go. Uh, there is a uh, an Hawaiian Punch commercial. Ah. Uh, which you remember Punchy. Sure. Um, is, hip, uh, is hopping down the block with a bunch of fruit. 
And then he goes up to the unsuspecting Taurus and he's like, hey, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? He's like, sure. And he just, you know, hits him. So I went to my mother and was like, mom, just say sure when I ask you a question. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. And she's like, huh? I said, mom, is this? Been? Okay. So I'm saying, how you say sure? Okay. Hey, how about, how about a nice Hawaiian punch? My mom said, sure. And let, let's just do the sitcom flip thing. We'll we'll skip the. <laughs> Did you punch your mom? I beat the shit out of my mom oh, by accident. Jesus! <laughs> He's a kid. He's a little kid. How old were you? Uh, thirty-eight. I, <laughs> I think I was I was two or three. Oh yeah. Um. So then, no more television. No more television. Oh. So, but thankfully, I grew up in a house with the least with about three thousand albums. So. And three very distinct record collectors. So all I knew was music, and I was allowed to watch music programs, which is also weird because my parents are nightclub entertainers. Yep. And they didn't believe in babysitters. So thus, I had to go to work with them, even though my bedtime was like 8.30 as a kid, as a three, four, five-year-old. Uh, they would wake me up at midnight or 12.30, and I'd watch like the second performance on SNL. In Philadelphia, Soul Train was not a 12 in the afternoon experience. It was a 1 a.m., depending on the cultural sensitivity of whoever the sure. programming director was. Uh, I'm put this on at 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning. So that's how Soul Train to me is a 1 a.m. after SNL experience. So Back then, it's very hard to describe, but you watched what was on. But I remember like Soul Train would come on and be like, I'm watching this. And, you know, here I am, this little red-haired girl watching in Boston <laughs> with a bowl haircut. Wait, and, you're and, Frida, the little red-haired girl. Yeah, I, I am. I Her natural-born curly yeah. hair. Yeah, my natural, it wasn't curly. But I, I would just watch Soul Train, and my, you know, my brothers would come in, and we're like, this is what's happening. And, you know, man, Don Cornelius is cool. He yeah. looks like the coolest guy in the world. So, yeah, I was allowed to watch it. Anyway, let me, we rabbit hole. I told my parents I want to play with uh, musicians my own age and... You know, I want to go to this school, which to them, you know, to tell your parents you want to go to a public school and that sort of thing after they've done invested in like yeah. the best education to get you in, you know, this institution. You know, it was, it was a Hail Mary throw, but they they fell for it. I the plan was that I was going to find that girl for my best friend at our old school so that she could be his date for the junior prom. You're a good friend. I was a great friend. I still don't know why a high school student would occasionally work in the office. Like, I don't know how that works, but it was her job to hand out school tokens. We would get like free bus tokens to get back because we didn't have like a, a school bus system. And so I was standing in line and in front of me was kind of like a dream weaver moment, like where the prettiest girl in school, like another girl, totally unrelated, was, was talking about music, which instantly like my ears were pricked and she made a wrong Prince reference. <laughs> and I'm the human version of hashtag well actually oh no oh you, no you remember, you remember on the smurfs when uh brainy would say well yeah. actually da, 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 yeah. and then they, seconds later they toss him in the trash can <laughs> yes. i was that guy i was like well actually that was a, a b-side uh, a japanese import b-side which is longer than the album version of, no, no, no. you're linus right right <laughs> like the four girls just looked at me like no one asked you i was just trying my hardest to like impress them with anything that probably maybe two months later, I in interjected myself again in a conversation I shouldn't have. And I said, well, no, no, it was that song because, you know, we, we sampled that last night. 
And they were like, sample where? I was, you know, at the studio. And it's like, who? I said, me and my group. Who's in your group? And literally, the way that Tariq and I met, like, it's somewhere between, like, A Tale of Two Cities and... Yeah. Right. You know what? Can I just say something? This is a common sitcom plot yeah. of, yeah, I got to impress the girl you're chatting. You get in over your head. You right. say, my group. Your group? Yeah. yeah. We're in the studio. We want to see you play. Sure, next week. <laughs> and then you run you run down the hall. That Guys, is, we got to form a band. <laughs> that is literally how I'm in this chair right now. So, oh now the thing was, Tariq really had an insane gift for talking off the top of his head. Uh -huh. I knew that he had a gift for doing that. And he just happened to walk by. And I was like, oh, with him. So then I went to the next two periods of class, like in orchestra. And somewhere in orchestra class, I thought about it. I said, nah, I got, I got to warn him. Put put the, uh, put like Fly to the Bumblebee in here. Like, <laughs> and the lunchroom is on the eighth floor. Uh -huh. I'm in the basement. So literally, <laughs> oh, sorry, lady. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, just Watch it there. Were two guys carrying a plate of glass? Right. And you missed it. And then someone else walked through it. I ran to the cafeteria. And I was like, yeah, if anyone asks, we're a group. And he was literally cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how the roots were born. That's so fantastic. We're also in school the same time that boys to men are becoming boys to men. It's literally like they're in the bathroom harmonizing and, you know, they won every contest. They would like cheat and put like glitter in their hands and <laughs> do something like that. And girls would be like, and I'm like, no, like Nate cheats and calculus class like you're falling for that like all i have to do is have some glitter in my hand and do that michael jackson three-handed point thing yep yep do a bunch hey, of that something i did it for a while in my monologue on the late night show Ugh. killed every time it works in comedy too so we were i mean at that time if you were an extra on a unmentionable philadelphia comedy icons number one rated show you went to the school. Right. Every person who's a jazz god now went to the school. So we were like invisible. And even with the pedigree of like, yeah, I've been playing with my dad since I was five years old. My first gig was at Radio City. Like first day of school, Miles Davis is in my school picking one of the kids to be his new keyboard player because one of his guys has a drug habit and has to go to rehab. So you'll you'll fill in Joey sure. Francesco at the age of 16. Like that's just how it was. So- we graduated, and now it's like, well, okay, I guess I got to live my dad's dream and audition for Juilliard. So I auditioned for the new school and for Juilliard in around, like, 92. Tariq just, you know, it's a free trip to New York, so he comes with me. We're on a train ride back home, and this is somewhere out of either a Grey Poupon commercial or that last scene in Dumb and Dumber. The world's most beautiful woman. It's always a beautiful woman behind this thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it's a slow motion walk yep. to me. Now, here's the thing. The previous year uh, is when Boys to Men started to blow up. They had a, they had a, they came out the box with a single called Motown Philly. And of course, they're, you know, calling up their high school friends. Hey, be in the video, whatever. So they asked me to play drums in that video. So I milked those one point nine. <laughs> <laughs> wait let me rephrase it Tariq milked those 1.9 seconds because literally like after the video became like heavy rotation on MTV we'd be ready to go out for whatever and he'd just look at me like what are you doing and I'm like what he's like come on man put the shirt on I was like come on dude oh, like, like the same shirt 
Yes. That you entire have to. summer, I had to dress in the exact outfit that I wanted. Uh, Yo, uh, the way you did. The way you stand was <laughs> No, it's true. I'd have had a t shirt made that would say, or I'd wear a hat that'd say, yes, I'm that guy from one minute, 32 seconds. The entire summer of 1991, I'd have to put on the hoodie, that dingy ass t shirt. Those Oshkosh Bagash uh, sure. uh, thing and walk up and down South Street. We would do like nine rotations <laughs> and, you know, wait, ain't you there? Oh my God. That's... And Tariq would take their numbers down and everything. And that's literally like our social, you know, the way your staff is holding their hearts right now. Yep. I feel like such a dweeb. Anyway. Not at all. Anyway, so it's a year later and uh -huh. nothing is more painful. Then the slow, dim fade of like, I, you know, Al Bundy's always bragging about those like four touchdowns at Polkai. Like, I didn't want to become that guy, but suddenly I noticed like, oh, the magic's not working anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. There's no glitter in my hand anymore. Right. So the world's most beautiful woman walks up to me and Tariq, and she's like, you're the drummer and the Spike Lee Levi's commercial, right? Now, there was a guy, there's there's a bucket drummer. The guy that pioneered the idea of when you see street musicians bucket right. drumming, his name is Chockley. He's from D.C. He moved to New York and he was, you know, playing buckets and whatnot. And Spike Lee saw him and put him in a Levi's. So now he's the new drummer of the moment. Like, he's in the Mariah Carey video and I'm a little jealous, like... Oh, damn. You're I like, got, those are buckets. I got to find a new <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, are you the drummer in the Spike Lee Levi's commercial? And I was like, no, oh. I'm not. That's where you and I are different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd you. Said, I'd have said, yes, I am. And you are Black Thought of the Roots. <laughs> And just, I am Tariq, and yeah. just like that commercial in Dumb and Dumber, she's like, oh, okay. And she walks back and got off the next stop. And Tariq was just look like, I felt the you asshole running idiot. He kept right. He kept riding the whole time, calling up people. And next day, we're, uh, we crash in my parents' crib, living room. Next day, Soul Train's on. The commercial's on, and then that becomes like our our Doc Brown flex capacitor sitcom sort of like. You look at each other and why go. Why don't we do that? Yes. Like literally that commercial came on. It's like, well, why don't we do that? And literally an hour later, like we're in, in grabbing buckets and everything, sneaking out. And we went on South Street. If we didn't make $120, then it would have been a one-time only thing. But in like two hours, like we're rich. And our whole thing was like, 60 for you, 60 for me. This is date night money. You can buy a quarter pound of turkey, some bread, steal some uh, condiment packages, and that's a date. You know, make your own sandwich. Yes, we we go to like the park or whatever. And here, here, have some lunch meat. Oh my God. <laughs> That line, that line never worked for me. <laughs> it's the how'd way you, like you some, say it. How'd you like some lunch meat? No, no. It never worked. It's the way you, he's right. If you're, if you're you from Philadelphia, it. if you're from the tri-state, Wawa is a religion. So for five bucks, you can buy like a half gallon of lemonade, a whole bunch of turkey meat, some pepper jack cheese, some bread, and still the condiments. 
And okay, I'm writing this down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> me now at my age. Yeah. Excuse me there, young lady. <laughs> Questlove has given me the following lists, and I have all these items. Right. So you would you would you would do that. No, and that was like romantic. And movies were cheap back then. If you see it before 6 p.m., you can see the matinee for like, you know, whatever, 2050. Sure. That was date night money. So we were like, hell yeah, we're doing this again. Told my friend about it the next week. And he's a bass player in my jazz class. And he's like, well, you guys going to do it again? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, can I join you guys? Sure. Now he drives. I didn't drive. He drives with the station wagon, his dad's station wagon. He shows up and he has his upright bass in the back and I'm getting my buckets. He's like, well, dude, I got the station wagon. So get your real drums. And I was like, oh, man, my dad will kill me. I can't do that. He's like, well, he's not home. I said, yeah, you're right. So I snuck, you know, very stealth operation of of. Put it, uh, loading my drums in the in the in the station wagon, and that's literally how the roots were 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 born. This is your origin story. You know, I just want to comment on really quickly because throughout the course of you telling that story, the range variety of your references is mind blowing. Because for a guy that didn't watch television, well, <laughs> yeah, well, well, clearly, clearly you did, or something happened, or well, I made up for it. Yeah, you made yeah, up for I it, but for it. Uh, but I'm, you know, to me, re what really speaks to is that you're you're drawing on so much. You're drawing on so much. I feel like you have no boundaries in a great way. You'll oh, like, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> don't send me to HR. <laughs> no, 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 not those no boundaries. Trust me, you're in a safe space here. What I'm talking about is, are you, pick, you guys picking up on the same thing? Yeah, which from is, Flight of the Bumblebee to Al Bundy. Yeah, and, it's Flight of the Bumblebee, Al Bundy, Grey Poupon, uh, this guy from a from a serial commercial. Do you know this historical reference? It's all over the map, which I think is, I don't know, I just find it, I, I challenge our listeners to go back and listen to this again and plot it. And it's almost like there's there's no connection and also a thousand connections. It's really cool. Yeah, rewind the three hours of that story. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't even think the origin story was what let me here. Why? Who, who's the rabbit hole remember? What? I told the story. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal about late night. Yeah. Damn, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so because 92 was kind of the... I hate giving biblical references, but I mean, that's kind of hip hop's biting of the apple when they saw that they were naked. Pretty much, Dr. Dre released The Chronic, which was kind of the first time that a credible person of pedigree in hip hop did big numbers. Yep. I mean, you know, nothing against Hammer or Vanilla Ice or whoever like was selling by the millions, but it was sort of like, okay, that's not what we listen to. You know, that sort of thing, or he's not that good. But... You're saying Vanilla Ice didn't invent hip hop? No, well, he didn't. Wait a minute. I've been told of Villa Goods here. Rewind the tape, rewind <laughs> no. the tape. Let's see. I'm certain he did. I'm certain he did. <laughs> you, you two would know. Matt yeah. and I, yes. hey, Questlove, we're sorry. <laughs> yes. But Matt and I are quite certain that Ice Ice Baby was really the beginning of hip hop. I cannot believe, and I say that with no contractions. Even I the, cannot even, believe that even is true. Eduardo is horrified right now. I'm, He's just no, no, so I'm a, no, no, no. I'm gonna tell you something. There are two ices in his name. A, <laughs> <laughs> it's no. a thing. It's a legal thing. If you have two ices, yeah. you're the I'm, inventor of hip hop. It's like 007. He earned those kills. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. As a DJ, that is definitely logged in. Probably, you know, my 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 Gladwellian ten thousand hour thing is probably in the sevens now. I probably so DJ you, seventy hours. So you hours. say. So you say. Okay. But yeah, we now live 
in a post-irony age where I can play Ice Ice Baby right now, and it's as if I played Smells Like Teen Spirit or, like, a song that you love. Like, this is my song. But, you know, you could have get shot for that shit, like, <laughs> yes. back in <laughs> yeah. 93 at a house party. So anyway, so it's like because of that moment where hip-hop realized, oh, commerce, we can make... And, you know, every culture goes to this. This is not just hip-hop where it's like, do you do art from your heart or do you got to survive? And again, I already told you about fight or flight and the need to survive. So, of course, everyone followed suit and there was just a whole giant rush to make it. And so, as a result, that left us center uh, weirdo hip-hop train left the station. The, the train that De La Soul was on in A Tribe Called Quest and Arrested Development mm-hmm. and Digable Planets. They left the station. We had to wait there at the platform for another five years. It, had we stayed in America, we wouldn't have made it. So thus, we had to, we called it pulling a Hendrix. So the way that we kind of pulled a Hendrix is is also an, an epic. I know you didn't ask one question yet, so am I taking over this interview? I, now? I haven't, I've left the room three times. Okay, fine. <laughs> and I got all those, I got all those ingredients that you, you so, gave me. I went to the uh, Ralph's. <laughs> But let me just say to our listeners, just uh, pulling a Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix wasn't making it here and uh, went to London in like 66 Yeah, and teamed up with uh, two white guys with funny haircuts mm-hmm. uh, and became Jimi Hendrix in the experience. And there he blew up. Came back a god. Right. Came back a god. He went to the gym to work out and came back a god. So we signed the Geffen because their success with Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. with Nirvana, and with Aerosmith. And by the time the top of 94 comes, Aerosmith leaves Geffen to go back to Columbia. Um, it's very obvious that Guns N' Roses is not going to have a follow-up record in the next two or three decades. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Axel had to take his time and really work it out. <laughs> right. And so April of 94, my manager calls me up. And this is like early in the morning. And he's like, dude, we're fucked. And I was like, what? He's like, you didn't hear what happened? I was like, no. It's like turn on, and literally Kurt Loder is announcing that Kurt Cobain killed himself. Yeah. And my manager of mine, he's like, wait, there's no more Guns N' Roses or Aerosmith and now Nirvana, the the three pillars that are financially holding that label up. Right. And he's like, we're going to get dropped from this label before it even starts because they didn't have a black department or a rap department. And so it was like, okay, what do we got to do? What do we got to do to survive so we did something that's almost akin to if you remember um you you remember in you remember in um in ghost when like we'll be i never know what's coming it's so fascinating every time you say okay you know how i don't know if it's going to be a chocolate milk commercial (laughs) an eisenhower (laughs) reference <clears throat> but now we're in ghosts. Yes. And so what happens? And Whoopi you Goldberg- remember when Patrick Swayze tells Whoopi Goldberg to go to the bank, mm-hmm. and you're gonna, you know, he's giving her instructions. She's she's shutting the accounts down. Yep. So we kind of had a similar situation. Um, there, there is also that's a scene from Ghost that nobody references. <laughs> it's not the making of the pot with Demi Moore. It's you know the part in Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The making the sexy scene. No, 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 no. The bank <laughs> transaction. <laughs> You know the bank transaction from Ghost? No. So No, I don't. What it what it was what it was was that um so we were like we're going to get dropped. So we have to make a move. We found a loft to 
living at London. Yep. And that's where we worked out at the gym. So we did this for 18 years. I mean, people will say like, oh, you guys were the fish of hip hop, the grateful dead of hip hop. But it's it's like we were dependable and responsible. Yeah. So our job was to stand by in the waiting room. And then it was good survival, but it really wasn't conducive for like having a, a, a steady relationship. Yeah. There are kids in the factor now. And, you know, so we around like 2009, it was sort of. Like, man, we wish like a, a Celine Dion situation would happen that would... A residency. <laughs> yeah, a residency. You want a residency. And so we just got to the mountaintop of like making good money. Like, we finally made it. And it's like, do we just turn our back on this and try something unproven? And we did it. I will say that for us, that was what we needed to actually bond and be friends again. There, there was a moment, I know I'm loquacious, it, it, Give me a give me a, a safe word like pineapple or something if I'm talking too much. Oh. <laughs> like I see you're turning maroon right now. Like, I'm no, I'm good. That's his normal color. Yeah, okay. that's, just, that's just me. When you see, I just those are called veins in my head. Okay, that's how white I am. So there, there's a moment that happened around two, 2006, maybe three years before we did Fallon, and we're on tour with the Chili Peppers, and it's a European tour, and they're playing like soccer stadium i'm sorry post post lasso football stadiums right (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's like eighty thousand to 120,000 a night and every three to four songs those guys get into sort of a football magic circle huddle and by the fourth time they do this i'm thinking like oh they're going to call an audible and change up the the set list and then they go back to their instruments and then I have the set list in my hand. I'm like, wait, they didn't change anything. They didn't change the arrangements. So I'm waiting like days right, down right. the line. Like, why do they keep having these little meetings every like five songs and nothing changes from what I know the show to be? It's like muscle memory. And so I see Flea in the in, in the in catering, and I'm like, dude, what are you guys talking about when you go into that huddle? And Flea's like, yo, man, it's like. I don't know, man. We're just, we're so full of gratitude. Like, we're just four guys that, you know, we met each other when we were 13. And, you know, we're we're in the da-da-da stadium with 120,000 people. And we're just, we're just showing gratitude to each other. Like, guys, we, we really made it. So this is 2006. I'm not evolved yet as a human being. So I get on the tour bus. And I'm like, yo, man, the motherfucker's just like in a hippie shit. Like, oh, we're so happy to be amongst, you know, like I'm really just like ah, being dismissive of it. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what they're doing. And my manager's like, yeah, well, makes sense. Like, yeah, I can see that because they they like each other. That's cool. I was like, yeah, you know. So I go back and start playing places. Wait, what do you mean they actually like each other? And he's like. I see that they actually, I mean, it's not like a good fellow thing. Like, what do you mean? I'm funny. But it was sort of like, well, what do you mean? They actually like each other. Like, why'd you say actually? He's like, you see the chemistry. Like they actually, they fuck with each other. I, I could see that. And I was like, as opposed to what? He's like, come on, man. And I was like, as opposed to what? He's like, come on, man. Don't make me spell it out. It's a what? He's like, man, y'all don't fuck with each other. Y'all just show up as y'all show up. Maybe y'all come to sound check. Y'all show up at backstage Y'all do it off memory. You know, you, you're the one to name the tour buses Gryffindor and Slytherin. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's like, you got your own separate tour buses. Y'all don't spend the night at each other's houses. Y'all ain't friends. Y'all just business partners. He's like, it's cool. 
Like, keep the That's peace. That's funny that you didn't know. You I didn't th- know. Well, I thought, look, we been by that point, we had known each like we met in 87. And it's now 2007. Like it's 20 years later. Like, what do you mean we're not friends? And then I realized, oh shit, we're really not friends. Like we're just mm-hmm. like nine strangers that just play the same songs every night and that's it. And so what wound up happening at Fallon is Jimmy has a way of disarming you. Mm-hmm. And I'll say at least for the first six years, like we were perpetual, we were 13 year olds. We were 13 year olds in adults bodies doing, we, we could do silly things and not feel like, you know, like, oh, we're going to lose our street cred because we're doing silly shit. And that helped. That really helped. There, there's a moment where when Jimmy officially pitched us, and uh, we're doing like some spring fling at at UCLA or something, and I'm st- I mean I'm quasi spokesperson for the group, and so I had to do an interview like with a college paper or something. So I went in the trailer, did my interview, came back 20 minutes later, and we're on UCLA's uh, football field, and Jimmy, all right, this is gonna be my worst reference, and I'm in my head like, please don't say this reference. Can man. we just take a guess around the table what this is gonna be first? <laughs> Uh, you go first. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, wait, I'll, I'll, say I'll by give the you bell. a hint. No, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay, the Will, candy, Willie good Ames. <gasps> oh, zapped or oh, Charles good one. Zapped? God damn, you're good. Zapped. <laughs> this is why I matched them Z- in. Yeah, zapped the movie where Scott <laughs> Bayo can make people's bras fly off. It's either that or Charles in Charge or Bible Man. How do you, well, no, where he first started, which was eight is eight is oh, enough. Eight is enough. Oh, okay. So Jimmy somehow has talked the roots into doing an uh, an eight man uh, human period pyramid like, a period <laughs> a human period I, I don't know as much about anyone want to weigh in oh oh god that's... I guess stick with pyramid I have to okay yeah so you know they're doing a human pyramid and it it wouldn't have phased me more. But Tariq and I are such polar opposites of each other by this point. Tariq is one of those, like, you know, $5,000 Japanese denim wearing fashionistas, (laughs) of which I was like, yo, he's really on the bottom row on his knee. Like, he's ruining his, his denim. He would never do this. He's one of those Jesus Christ, like... Not spot nor wrinkle. Meanwhile, yep. I will go to the White House with like uh, mustard stains on on my <laughs> on my tux, and I looked at my manager and I was just like, ah, "We're not we're not getting rid of this guy anytime soon, right?" And my manager was just like, "We're stuck with him." Like literally, yeah. Jimmy would not let up until we we committed to him, and he just tick like just. Did it. And so right. what I'll say is now the amount of uh, being in the gym on that show has actually made us friends again. Yeah. And so now I, I feel like even though this is our 30th year as a band, I really feel like it's like our seventh year. Valvoline instant oil change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. 
you have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're friendly, certified technicians, have over 270 hours of training, and they get you in and out fast while performing a thorough, free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blair, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change, and uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while. And uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't. So, But I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah, but I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, maybe somebody hot is there. And they're literate. like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, and then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah, yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah, so if you see Blade driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I Then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Conan. We're probably the only people in history that got sent to HR on our first day on, on the gig. All right, oh. so if your listeners are, everyone knows what HR is. I know what your demographics are. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no idea who's listening. I have no idea what, uh, yeah, I know one, none of this. One, one, of the, one of the funniest stories that came from the, the, the ghost of, of Conan's late night show mm-hmm. was they brought all the roots to HR. So like, don't be alarmed, guys. You didn't do anything. But, you know, we kind of want to get in front of the train. So <laughs> they said to me, I don't even know if I, I should be saying this. So I guess the thing that they wanted to stop was, um, I guess Weinberg was world famous for making interns um, do his shopping for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Am I lightly, lightly putting it? Uh, sure. Uh, I didn't know that. You know, I was insulated like Nixon. No, uh, like it crimes was, were committed. It, it, Compared yourself to Nixon in a good way. Of all yeah. people, in the way he insulated yeah. himself. Yeah. No, well, they, no, I meant Cynthia Nixon. Oh, not Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> the way she insulated herself from 
some of the problems they had on Sex in the City. No, it, it was like, it went from, first it was like super, you know, like a take our lunch order to I need you to, I guess his wife lived in Jersey, like drive out to Jersey, um, go with my wife to, to do um, shopping, like supermarket shopping. And then it went to like mowing his lawn. It, then eventually it went to light construction. No, that, that then, was next. It, <laughs> then, no, no, I'm not lying. It went to painting. So literally by the end uh -huh. of, the, of the run, Max had like six interns that were just like <laughs> staff at his house. Should I not be clipping Conan's toenails then? Again, oh, please. And oh so they just said, look guys, just, just please keep it to lunch orders only. <laughs> well, listen. That Major Deegan Expressway got built, and I thank Max and those 35 interns. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you were there, Blay. You want to weigh in on anything? Because you know me, like Cynthia Nixon, I was insulated. Uh, um, you know, that's enough. Thank okay, you. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I think we put that to bed. Uh, well, I'm glad I, that you... I love you, Max. I'm not throwing you under the bus. No, no, no. The construction they did was fantastic. <laughs> we, it's infrastructure, and we need infrastructure. But you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Insulated like Cynthia Nixon on Sex and the City. Mm. Yes. Um, All right, now can we start the theme to the... <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> Can I just ask you, and then we probably have to wrap it up. What do we have to do, Adam, at some point? Um, and I at least ensure that I can come back again. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have no idea. I want to <laughs> work here, man. Yeah. You have no idea. Questlove. This is so nice. Questlove, you are, you are coming back. You're um, chill chum. Yeah. yeah. And also, I... Uh, we can microdose next time. Yeah, we can yes. microdose. Yeah. And you could bring some other people. And um, great. I have a driveway that I need paved. Right. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm on it. Well, wait a minute. I do have to wrap up something about, like, are people actually your friends on the show? So the thing is, is that my new New York Times crossword puzzle is actually Wordle. But Oh, me too. Oh, I do Wordle too, yeah. Uh, are you on a group? No. I don't get I get in. Uh, again, I'm insulated. I Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's your choice. I feel like you and I should campaign. <laughs> Shut up, Sona. Shut up. Let's pretend it's my choice that I'm insulated. Anyway, go ahead. You, you and I should campaign to fight to get into uh, 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 Bateman's uh, illustrious uh, Wordle Club. Like what? They, oh, J it's like Jason Bateman and um. Wait, you want you want more time with Jason Bateman? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, That's let not, me, we have a different agenda. Let me not, so I can't help you here. Let me not open up a, another rabbit hole. No, but what I do is um, I make playlists. Yes, for. My friends. This is crazy because this is what I wanted to ask you about, okay. which is you make these playlists and you make them for your friends, but you make them for the, some of the most famous people in the world. Mm -hmm. You like Barack Obama. It started asks with the Obamas. You, yes. Asked you to make a playlist for him. Yeah. Do you ever throw something in there, like the theme from Gilligan's Island, just something that's going <laughs> to freak him out? Oh, I, Seriously. I do that all the time. Like the, the amount of, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, question much there's there's a few people who are like did you really mean to 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 put this version of that song on there like i will lightly troll i'm not trying to troll more than i'm just trying to expand the palette yep 
Because I think oftentimes when it comes to streaming, there are billions of songs out there, but we're only going to go to the 32 songs that we know. Yes. And I'm willing to do the the musical metaphorical uh, equivalent of the Shawshank shit crawl uh, and and go through. I go through about 500 songs a week, uh, of which maybe seven are cool and add that to the database. And these are songs that I believe in, like not like Desert Island disc, but like I co-sign the song. And every part of the song has to be like something that, yeah, this is a great song. And yeah, it, it started with the Obamas and then I added the Carters. I wanted to add people that just had kids. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, when when Blue Ivy was born, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I want you to play this like in her crib or in her nursery, whatever. And then, because if you can reach a kid before six, you can really determine their creativity. What I love about this is that when you do this, you are in a very intimate way in the ear of uh, of a Barack Obama. You're like creating new neural pathways yes. by throwing in a uh, Trixer for Kids commercial really quickly. You're fucking with full circle. <laughs> <laughs> you're screwing with the mind of uh, of a uh, of a of a president of the United States, which I, is fascinating. To I me. believe that music is sort of nourishing, like food, and the right song could inspire you to. So I do two types of playlists. I do an afternoon playlist that should be played between seven a.m. and six uh, p.m. and then I do an evening playlist between six. And that doesn't mean like hey, baby, quiet storm music. It's not that. Mm-hmm. But I do an evening set. So it started with them, and then it was 10, and then it was the 50. So I think right about now, I am... Oh, my God. That's a lot of scrolling. I text 700. There's the, the list of people. <gasps> you might know some of the names. Is oh Vanilla right. Ice on there? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no Robbie Van Winkle. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I'm adding... Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I can't believe I'm holding your list, and this is the most impressive list of names. I don't want to. I want to respect people's privacy. No, they. But, I mean, they're. You know, it's. It's. Let's hear it. Yeah, just say it. No. I, well, Do I, it. I, I. I. There's just. I mean, Spike Lee is in here. Yeah. Which is, uh, and you got Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill. Bill is a music head. I'll, I'll say that of, of my top thirty, like responding people like people that actually like give feedback like wow this song really changed my life in 1932 right. and i'll be like i'm on the tour later something like that but nah keenan thompson's in here yep. rashida jones yep. nora jones yep. this is amazing martha stewart jesus yeah martha <gasps> is, she's come a long way yeah no she's she's amazing that's, yes. that's my love language. So my question is, will you be 342? You bet oh. I will. I would be honored. I would be honored to be on this list. This is a such a cool list of people. There you go. Uh, this is absolutely, wow. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I didn't... Oh, no. Yeah. I'm wait, surprised to see wait. that name, but I'm glad you're working wait, on the guy. <laughs> For like two, four, three seconds. I was like, wait, how did he get on? (laughs) I would love it. I would love it if Ron DeSantis was like, you know, when I'm shipping (laughs) unsuspecting immigrants to Nantucket, I like to calm down occasionally with Questlove's. (laughs) <laughs> Questlove's playlist. This is so cool. So yes, great. Please Th- put me on this. Right. Uh, please. Th- this means that we're going to have to actually be friends now. Yeah. So, have all right. To. So, does he know what to do? I know what to do. 
He's Does gonna, he own an he's iPhone? He's going to check with me to make sure his phone number is right. Yeah. yeah. I changed he'll, my, he'll know. I change my phone number a lot, constantly. No, he doesn't. Uh, I don't trust people that change their numbers I, that I don't, much. I, I don't change it a lot. He That's my burners. excuse for... Do you have that one professional in which you have to have, like, blah, 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 new, blah, 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 three, You know blah, it was blah, blah, true? Four. There was an era in my life in the 90s when I had, like, a regular, you know, before these phones, like a flip phone, where my my number kept getting out there and fraternities would call me. Oh. You know? But it was always, they were always upbeat. There. I was like, dude, this is Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and like an idiot. Who would I'd be give like, your number away? I don't know. And I would Conan. say, I, yeah, it would be me. Uh, no, no, they would give my number away and then they would call me and I'd hear cheering in the background and I had some pretty good conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you did. <laughs> or is someone writing your name like in a bathroom stall or something like that? Or well, they are now time. for yeah. a good time, call. <laughs> for a lame time. This is, uh, you know, I am by law. I must end this at some point. But this has been absolutely a, a treat. This is yeah. really no. Seriously, you have been. Thank you. You are and, hilarious, and uh, and, I and to, also this has been like a thrill ride of where are we going yeah. next? Yeah. And it's been so much fun. No, I got. I'm not. It's not hyperbole or anything like when i say that this podcast literally of all the podcasts i listened to like during the pandemic and especially during that period in which like you didn't know if you were coming or going yeah you know some of us had a lot of safety guy like me had safety but i still had like a death every two weeks yeah. and i mean real death like i gotta pay for the funeral i gotta pay for the hospital car that sort of thing the level of escapism that this podcast brought me like if one day when when 10 years pass and you talk about like my pivot especially doing a whole new medium directing movies and all that stuff mm -hmm. like what kept you saying Amir? like the 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 the, the pharrell uh the will pharrell podcast mm -hmm. oh god the rabbit hole that episode led to but no literally just the things that i learned on every episode is like, right this is one of my well. That makes me. It makes one me of my happy. life achievement moments, and I'm not even uh, uh, exaggerating. So well, I uh, thank you for. It, listen, uh, two things before we go. Thank you for saying that. We were glad to be there for you, all three of us. <laughs> oh God, I hate saying. You want to take that now, Eduardo? <laughs> Guys, like, but, but also, yes, oh, no, I no. am. <laughs> but here's something else. You're whether you want to or not, you're coming back. Yes, and thank I'm going to ask you. I think I asked one question this time. And I'll ask you one question next time. <laughs> and by over time, well, you, you know everything, so we're really friends now. <laughs> so we can. Yeah. You're on the playlist. You're on the list. playlist. Yes. Yes. You've I'm made on the it. playlist. You've made it. And but the thing is, is that when you travel, like, come on, dog, you gotta. Thank you. When you travel, yes. man, like the 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 Harlem Go Trotter esque Magic Circle way that you guys operate. Yep. That's needed. Like, yep. I want a Barack Obama episode yeah. where, guess what? Secret Service, don't no. they don't clear don't, it. No. They do not clear no. it. You have I, a criminal I've record. I've never been caught There's, with you, my stealing. You have a criminal record. I don't have You've a criminal to record. Stealing. That, just you try I and get it. into a room with Barack Obama, and that's not going to happen. I've been in a room, but just far from him. Yes. And I haven't been able Trust to me, touch that was, him. Trust me, that was not my call. You don't understand <laughs> the people he call. kept us from when he went back to New York. Yeah. It was almost going to be you. Thank God you came out here. I was angry. It's not me. Yes, it is. Oh, really? And who's going to to pay for these flights with all your demands. <laughs> I need seven hotel rooms for the 35 <laughs> Armenian Greeks that are coming with me. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> true or not true? 
True. <laughs> yeah. Questlove, thank you thank so you. much. I didn't put my hand up to say silence, Sona. Yes, you did. I put it up to say yes. shut up. Yes. That was- <laughs> Which is different than silence. Shut up! You didn't so much do talk to the hand as shut up to the hand. Shut up to the hand. We got to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Questlove, please come back soon and yes. come back often. Yes. Thank you. Because we have a lot to talk about. And get me that music. God yes, damn it. I will. I will bombard you with the best music. And then in I'm going to send you my playlist, and no, you will never no. stop uh, throwing up. help us all. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Up your overcoat when the wind blows free. Take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Holy, holy, holy. Eat an apple every day. Does it work? You know what I love? My quest, my 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 list. I'm gonna send to Questlove is that song, and then raindrops keep falling, and then again, button up your overcoat. No BJ so- Thomas slander. Uh, <laughs> All right, peace out. Thank you. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Leal, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not.